Yo, what's up? It's your girl, DJ Narc. What's going on? I am back with the Reed Clinic. We've got Redley, Carolina, Anu. Everyone's in the house. Everybody say hello. Hello, people. How's everyone doing? Happy Friday. Hey, this is Red here, reading Shakespeare. And maybe you, if you're not careful. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is Anu. Just wanted to say hey. Hey. Here we are. Okay, so today, you guys, we're talking about... The cycle of abuse. Now, this conversation started yesterday, kind of, because I was doped up on coding and wanted to talk about my mom and how I felt neglected as a child, which is why they never got my teeth fixed, and how that led to kind of like an unraveling, I would say, last night of just like what I was going through and how I felt. And then it kind of morphed into a conversation about, oh, well, my parent, or your parent, or this parent, or that parent, and all the different things that they do and then we started realizing that we mirror that in our romantic lives we'll find the same issues and go after the same patterns so when i broached it on instagram a lot of people really excited about us talking about this because i feel like everyone is thinking about this right now it's coming up all over the place people are trying to do the hard work of getting into their past and true you know rewiring their settings and I don't know for me having my teeth done exposed a lot of neglect which is abuse it's just a different form of abuse right and it's like I've had to come to terms with it in the past two days that like I love my parents but there are a lot of things they should have done that they didn't do and then I can see very clearly the line between that and what I've tolerated in my romantic life and lo and behold it's exactly the same fucking issue like exactly yeah you know, like, to the point where it's not even funny. Same words, same emotions, same, like, you're yeah. just making yourself feel the way you used to feel when you were a kid. Whether that was good or bad. So, I don't know, what do you guys think about it? <clears throat> I think it's hard because, you know... I don't know about anyone else's parents here, but for mine and Umber's, our parents were first-generation immigrants that came to this country and had same, no clue. Same, yeah. Okay, so for same. all of us here. Yep. So they really had no clue, or they didn't have anyone. Mm-hmm. No family, no friends. So all they knew at that point was they needed to work, make money, and provide for their family. Yeah. For my mom, who was a single mom, who in our culture, the Indian South Asian culture, that's not accepted. True. For her to get divorced at in nineteen seventy nine well, with wow. two that's daughters. Like that's like yeah, it's right? unheard of. That's it's unheard of now. Right. It's kind of it was hard for her. Like she yeah. really had to do a lot and sacrifice a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neglect was there because she had to work to provide for me and my sister. Yeah. So in coming to terms with it, mm-hmm you you do because you know what her sacrifices are but i only came to terms with it maybe after i got married yeah maybe after you had your own kids yeah after i had my own kids yeah you want to smoke no i'm good i'm gonna do that the other stuff okay i Uh, i kind of came to terms with quite early on um when i was 18 i just decided like i don't know how it happened but i just looked at my mom no longer as my mom or my mother but as a human being. And I'm like, I don't really like you, actually. 
That and happens. very early on, I was like, wow. And I just looked at her as a woman, you know, just as it, you know, her own self. Devoid of the relationship. Devoid of the right. relationship. And that really helped me to uh, put to bed a lot of things that I always wanted as a child. I always wanted to be like this or like that. And that really helped me to move on with my life. You know, I mean, a lot of people know this already, but maybe some people don't. But that really helped me. And it was really good that I did that at such an early age. That's a huge thing to do at 18. Yeah. 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 At 18? Yeah. yeah. Finding yourself is amazing at 18. Yeah. I don't know if I found myself, but I found her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom is like a human. Yeah. Right, like, and I was able to just forgive a lot of the yeah, of course. abuse, That's basically. That's a lot of maturity yeah. on yeah, your Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Considering that you never really had a lot of freedom to do it. I mean, yeah. like, I grew up very, like, still very, you know, sheltered. on top of me and very sheltered. Yeah. And... To your point, it's like you respected your mom. I respect my mom and dad, but for some reason, I've always found it hard to like tell them no, or like you know, or or say like I don't want to do this, you know, like. And it's not that they tell me do it, and we're expecting you to do it, and you have to no, do it. No, but you've been raised to please. Right. I don't understand why, and like you know, I I I constantly ask myself, like even when I told you that I was talking to my dad last night, and I don't know if that's a sign of a of a of you know cycle of abuse as well, but it's almost mm-hmm. like you're constantly. Or I felt up until a point that I'm constantly putting my own happiness at stake mm-hmm. just to kind of, like, keep the peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I don't want to go to this thing, but I'm going to go just because I know it's going to make my mom and dad happy. Or I don't want to, like, get up early. Or I don't want to leave, you that know, early tonight. That also sounds like the pressure of the only child. Yeah. The only Could child be. has to, a lot of times, do a lot of things because they become aware very early mm-hmm. that they are their parents' the center of their parents world true yeah. and then it's like if it's not like you have a bunch of brothers and sisters yeah. so if you want to fuck off and right. go to a party they have three other kids in the back screaming they're not even going to notice it's just you remember when they call the cops because <laughs> I didn't come home <laughs> I had to have it my friend Caroline punch me in the face oh, no. I had to have my friend Caroline punch me in the face I'm fa- sorry what okay there's a podcast that I did so you guys all know who I'm talking about my friend's older brother was a Virgo. He ignored me for four years in high school. He never said hi to me. He would never look at me. He was like the love of my life. I adored this man. The day I turned 18, like a few days later, we had a graduation party. I went to it and he comes up to me. He's like, how old are you now? And I was like, I'm 18. He was like, you want to go out tomorrow? <laughs> and I was like, you know who I am? And he was like, oh yeah. He always knew. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. He was so like, anyway, like that guy. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. It was really sweet. It led to one thing, led to another, to another, to another, and then like Buxani girl just doesn't come home one night. Ooh. <laughs> and I wasn't even in college yet. Oh, I wasn't this is the ball. summer after high school. Oh, oh my god, it was not okay. It was not okay, and I didn't give a fuck, and I was having the time of my life. And it was so fun. Like, I didn't give a fuck. And then his mom, his very Italian mother, called him from their house in Pennsylvania and was like, is that bitch over there with you? Because her parents are calling everybody. I hope she's not over there with you. And he was like, mom, I broke your bed. Virgo. Anyway. um, So I was like, okay, they called everybody already, so I don't have the guts to call them. They, if they called everybody already, they know something is up. Yeah. And they even said to his mom, like, I think she's with your son. So I called my friend Caroline, the same one who put me up when I, like, left my parents' house, the Filipino girl. I called her, and I was like, she's a black belt. And I was like, yo, Caroline, you have to punch me in the face. And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm going to come to your building, and you're going to punch me in the face. 
Oh and then no! I go, the yeah, so I just look like I got mugged because they would kill me <laughs> otherwise. So fucking scheme, so, so desperation, yeah. right? So I go uh, to her house. I'll tell you so what I said. Mean, stab so me in the gut. <laughs> like stab me. Oh god! Wait, You're so she me wait. To shame. Listen, I did, wait, no, listen to what happened story. though. Okay, go he on. He comes with me to her house. <laughs> she punches me in the face. <laughs> Nothing happens, <laughs> and she's like. You don't have a mark on you. I was like, fuck. And I'm like, punch me again. So she hit me again. Yo. I was like, never mind, forget it. And he was like, I can't watch this anymore. I can't watch you get punched in the face. Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, my God. They didn't believe me. And then, like, two days later, it swelled up and turned blue. I was like, thanks for nothing. It's like, this shit is not worth anything now. Anyway, what did you say? Well, for me, I think I think they ended up calling you too. I don't know if they did. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> this is like high school. This is embarrassing. I was woman of age already. I was seventeen. Woman of age. <laughs> woman of a certain age. Sixteen. I'm sorry. You were 16. bad. I couldn't even do like, rated our movie. Anyhow, my friend she Lisa. Was bad. Do you remember? I don't know if you ever met Lisa, but she went to Ascension. You probably remember. Yes. Her. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Really tall. Yeah, yeah, tall yeah. Lisa, yeah. Right. She was always kind of like, everybody would think she was a model, and she was, like, super nice. Mm-hmm. And one day I went out with her, and she introduced me to her friend, Tian. Tian was this Puerto Rican Chinese kid. And I remember he lived on 100 in Central Park West. Don't, please don't give all his information. Oh, my God, I always do this. Don't. And his zip code. <laughs> you know, I remember when he lived in that apartment, 16. <laughs> what the fuck, Caroline? We're like, like uh, I'm not adding that. What was I going to say? So I wanted to obviously feel really cool and not be like, I need permission to do anything. So it just so happens that I was already in trouble because I got caught lying because I said that I was needed to go to the library, but I wasn't at the library that caught me in the park because it was just one of those Everybody things that decided to like freaking so park the up. car in the garage, right? It's a trap. Anyhow. So I was like, what am I going to say? Like, I really want to go out. Like, my mom's not going to let me go out. Like, what am I going to say? At that time, there was a gap on 96th Street. So I was like, mm-hmm. look, I need oh, to yeah, for school. I, um, I was like, and I, you know, is it okay like, if I go get it? So she gave me money, and that was my end. What this guy and I did, I swear to God, it was nothing. We went to the Museum <laughs> of Natural History. He was really into, like, That's astrology cute. and, like, talking. We went, to Central, cute. we went to Central Park. Um, and then I had a beeper, and then the beeper mm-hmm. starts going off, and I was like, oh, 911. my mother, right? <laughs> what but I was off? smart at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, but I was smart, or so I thought I was. Mm-hmm. That Saturday, my family in New Jersey invited all of us to a party, so I was like, they're going to close the store, they're not going to wait for me, they're going to go straight to Jersey, and mm-hmm. I just come home whenever, right? Uh-huh. Ignore the those beeping, ignore the beeping. Fast forward, we're on this rock. He's like, you know, saying all these nice things. We start making out. I don't know what made me open my eyes. Ilk, and his eyes were open. <laughs> <laughs> because he liked you so much because no, you're so pretty. Ilk, no, stop it. He that was like obsessed No, I'm sorry. I swear to God, I don't even know. I've never, like... Even married now, I've never opened my eyes while making out. But for <laughs> some reason... Face? She just goes, you like this. Because It is gross. It is And gross. for me, it's like, it's so passionate. And, and I was like, what, 16, 17? And I remember, like, something made me open my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, it was just like so... 
Oh you know, God. anyhow. So then at that point, fast forward, my, now my cousin pages me. And I was like, okay, let me call my cousin Anna back. She's like, you have to go home. Here, your mother called the cops. Oh, She's like, everybody's shit. pressuring me. They don't know where you are. They think something bad happened to you. The guy's next to me. He's like, hey, is everything okay? I was like, everything's fine. Just give me a second. Like, Don't worry about it. Like, give me a slice. Give <laughs> me a slice. Who's <laughs> a Pepsi? Yo. Okay. Our sister Yo, ratchet. Slice this is, this is, no, this is. Slice with a Pepsi. <laughs> and a lot of napkins. Parents the cops. <laughs> eating a slice of pizza on This is 9 o'clock on 100th Street. On 100th Street, there's a payphone. So this is where I'm talking to my Yo. cousin. And I'm like, get me a slice. Then, of course, he must have be like, a gentleman and he's like let me walk you home and I was like um you'll get killed okay. yeah. my father's a scorpio yeah. he will kill he's you. like are you sure everything's okay I'm like yeah, everything's fine don't worry I was like it's just like we're going to family party and I have to kind of go home now fine I take a cab because I just wanted to get there right away <laughs> meanwhile I could have walked the six blocks and I'm like oh that's odd there's a, there's a police car outside <laughs> oh God. that's hilarious so I'm like, oh, I go up the stairs I ring the doorbell I ring the doorbell when they opened that door it was oh like God. all of like my 40 relatives my mother was oh. on the floor fainted oh my there's God. cops detectives everyone's like oh my God because I guess I left like at 5 and it was like 10 o'clock at night and I was like I that's it back, was back only 5 hours no because she thought they went to a party no, she thought I went to the gap to buy no, socks. You, no, you oh. thought yeah, they went to a party. Yeah, I took long so because I stayed out all night. But then, what happened? But Why did they, they go to the party? Because my mother, I guess, is smart. And she, being the mother that she, she is, she was feeling. like, this little sneak is two hours later. Now you're not calling me back? Two hours later, I'm beeping you. You're still not calling oh. me back? But then I think, like, also the paranoia in her because I've never done anything like that. Like, God forbid right? something. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not like her. She would call. They had my cousin call. She's like, I'm not telling them oh, anything. Oh, I would be heated. You would have gotten it. So then uh, the moment I come in, my mom is like, I'm fainted. I was like, I'm sorry. The cops are like, where were you? And I was like, uh, I fell asleep on the train. <laughs> that's oh, a good that's one. Like, I no. ended up, then where did you end up in far away? Are you crazy? I was like, don't you dare lie to me. You're wasting taxpayers' money. You know how many people could be dying or getting raped right oh, now because you fell asleep. So no. see, they were like, don't tell me that right now. Be honest. Tell me the truth. And I was like. I, I really fell asleep on the train. Like, okay, I don't know what happened. Crack. This is your guy's <laughs> She's not going to tell. So by that point, they were like, <laughs> we know where you were. Oh. Oh. So you either going to tell us the truth <gasps> or we're going to press charges. What a setup. Press charges for what? That you know was Central Park? Shit. They, like, you know they know how to do that shit. You, yeah. you, so know, how, you know that's how it was back then. You saw Central Park 5. And you know what? You know the story. And the reason why they did that is because at that point they had already reached out to Lisa. Lisa knew my plans with her. So they she had already told them because she also thought something was wrong because I guess she was paging me but I wasn't responding to her either. So she gave them this guy's info the cops go to his house oh my oh, gosh so by that time they're like be honest or and i think he was like 17 or 18 and i guess he could have really gotten in trouble yeah so anyhow everybody leaves it was so horrible the next day it was supposed to be like a family concert my mom and dad like i thought they were gonna beat me to like a bloody pulp and i remember my dad very calmly sat me down and my mom hysterical mess. She was screaming, crying, only daughter, how can you do this? You're, okay, you know, why would you want to kill us? This is, this is not what I deserve. My dad is like, look, he's like, I'm going to be very honest with you. He's like, the, two, the, the worst thing you can tell me right now is that you're going to pack your bags and you're leaving. I was like, Dad, I was like, I don't even know his last name. I swear to God, it's just so funny. It's because they're, no, 
but you told us how they got married so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, I true, guess. true. You know, good point, like, good point. back in the day, mm. actually, even now, mm-hmm. like, all it takes is a look. Yeah. Like, I if mean, you fall in love, love you fall in love. love. there, yeah. and it's yeah. very like that. But, I mean, it was just so crazy how, like, things just kind of, like, escalated. And very to the point quickly. that, like, Jesus you know, Christ. cops were cold and yeah. they were weepy and scared. And then it just became, like, one lie after another lie. And you just kept getting, like... Well, that's the cycle of abuse. And you know? because I couldn't be honest. I'd be like, I want to go meet this guy. Right. Because the answer was going to be no. And yeah. how ironic that the same kids that are kept from meeting boys or being around boys are the ones that get shamed if you don't get into a relationship and oh, get married and have oh, kids. Totally. Like, how are we supposed to get totally. married and have kids if you're never, we're not all, even allowed to talk to them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they've kept us between two cultures. Yeah. And they expect us to walk the line in the middle, but the line in the middle is razor sharp. You Very. can't keep your balance on that line because if you show any sort of like proclivity to talking to men or if you're a good conversationalist mm-hmm. or if men mm-hmm. happen to like you, then you're going to get branded a slut right away. Yeah. And yeah. then you're not going to get married anyway. Yeah. But if you never talk to them, then yeah. you're not going to end up with anyone either because... Well, you'll end up with yeah. somebody who's mistreating you. Right. Or, you try to, <laughs> right. or you're trying water. to appease someone, someone or your parents, parents yeah. to see like, oh, you think this guy's good for me? Yeah. Let me yeah. do it. Let and then exactly. you get stuck in a relationship. That's not that is appropriate for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because you never yeah. even know what you want in a relationship because they weren't allowing you to be in one. Yeah. I totally forgot that we didn't want fries and I got fries. It's all good. But that's really, I, I, I always find that so ironic. Like, I'm 41, I've never had children, and probably, I don't know, may may or may not happen, and my mom used to always tell me when I was a kid, or like teenager, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, and I'm like 41, and I'm like, mom, well, I never got pregnant, (laughs) like, I never got pregnant, you were right, like, what the hell, you know what they would tell me all the time when I was a kid, all the time, every day, my mother would say to me, you, the way you act, no desi man's gonna put up with you. Ever. And here now look. Here we are. Like, why did you put that in my head? Like, you, totally you had no idea what you were talking about. Totally did. See, it was weird because, like, my mom tried to keep me and my sister sheltered because yeah. she was a single parent. Yeah. Right. We were Indian girls. We yeah. had a certain reputation to hold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and my sister did some stupid ass shit when we were younger. We were just, no, but it's normal, but if we were so scared, like, so scared that what happens if we got caught. Yeah. Right? That was me. Like, because Indian people talk. Like talk if they see you in a place like a that you're not right, that's like you're not supposed to get be, away with anything. That's it. Like you are blacklisted. Yeah. So there was a certain image that like yeah. we had to like uphold, uphold because of my mom, which is fine. I think at that point because we were so like slick with doing what we were doing mm-hmm. that we never got caught mm-hmm. or we were never like in that community yeah. where we could. But once college came around, it was harder. Yeah. Because we became in that community, and then you meet a lot of Indian people, and you want to hang out with them, and then other Indian people see you, Mm -hmm. and then they go back and tell their parents, and then their parents come back and tell my mom. See, I think God was, like, really smart when he, like, had me, like, be born and live really (laughs) far away from that. Right. I fucking love little communities, because I like to set fires. I love tight-knit, morally righteous communities, because they're really easy to fuck with. No, you move into a space like that and you just start lighting fires everywhere. 
because they're so easy to light. Everyone's like dry wood. Everyone's waiting to be offended by something or talk about someone or gossip about someone. If you give them something to talk about, the town goes up in flames. The community goes up in flames. They can't handle the tea. If you keep giving oh, them sure. tea, they like they're so <coughs> into the tea that they're like drinking it while it's scalding. Like they hurt themselves with the tea. They're like, "Did you see what she was doing? Did you see what she was wearing? Did you see what she was doing? like?" It's, it's, just, like, it's oh. the same in the Haitian community. Same yeah. thing because you know, like the immigrant, like because yeah. they all know each other. Oh, right. Like, we knew every, all the Haitians around here <laughs> from all the way 145th all the way to like Colombia. We knew all the Haitians. Yeah. Everybody knew each other. It was always gossip. It was I would always be like standing behind a door to hear the tea. <laughs> what's going on you know and that's a part of the cycle of abuse right it's that yeah it's done to uphold what you look like Mm. on the outside what people are going to see how Mm. they're going to judge you Mm -hmm. but really it's your parents that are being judged and you Mm -hmm. have to be like an example of for them and yeah it's funny how you were saying like you have to walk a fine line right you can't really like be too friendly or you you know but then you're supposed to find like or, 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 or but somehow magically moment, you're right? supposed to find somebody so that was a situation yeah. sort of for me up until i reached college because i got married kind of old like i married at 27 and there was a period of time where my mom legitimately thought that i was probably like a lesbian she's like you're never gonna find a man if you're only going out with women you know why is it you and christy and like the rest of the girls why do you have to go five girls you know you should have a, a guy come pick you up at home and i'm like why <laughs> like like yeah and where am i meeting these guys, guys really <laughs> at that age had a car in manhattan and brought in the Bro- in brooklyn and queens yeah yeah, yeah but in the true. city there's not many guys yeah. with a car they're gonna come pick you totally. up totally yeah yeah that's very you rare. know so for me yeah. it was really tough yeah very rare like you're not allowed to be single but then a lot of times your family will have huge issues with whoever you're yes, dating as, as i to. got older then yes yeah then it just became like why why is it only women like but yeah. i also was smart like i never really brought anyone home anthony was the first guy that I actually brought home and i was like you know we got married yeah because of that i just they don't you know i just always kept that yeah. outside well you know like my mom at, when i graduated high school I was like, oh, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to live on campus. Ooh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Two days after I graduated, she's like, yo, I have a marriage proposal for you. I was 17. Oh, wow. And I was like, huh? Like, I was, like, in shock. She never told me who. She, all she said was, the family is well-respected. Wow. And they're willing to do, they're willing to pay for your school and everything. It's like the dowry. Yeah, right. And I was like, what? Like, I was so confused. I just graduated high school. And I was like, who? Like, I'm not even of age. Like, I'm still 17. Like, what is happening Again, here? straddling okay. those two. You want to you hear, hear something now? When I was 15 turning 16, my parents said we were going to go to D.C. <laughs> we went to D.C. Like, somewhere in D.C., there's, like, this sandwich shop. It's like a deli. And there's like an old brown guy working behind the counter. No. My mom's like, I swear to God. My mom goes, hey, isn't this place great? I was like, what place? She was like, this sandwich shop. I was like, sure. What are we doing here? Like, I was like a bitchy teenager. Like, what the fuck do you want? Right. Stay here. We'll be right back. They leave me in this sandwich shop. No. The guy goes with them, though. So I'm just there by myself. Like, what the fuck is actually happening? They take me to this man's house. We have a conversation, which consisted of him being an old brown guy and being like, and what do you like? And I was like, yo, what is this? Yo. What the fuck is this? Where's my mom? Like, I, of course, lost my shit. How old were you? 
15 going on 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's like, I think you should just go wait downstairs. I was like, I think so too. The fuck is going on here? And he was like, okay, okay, there's been a misunderstanding. I was like, I guess so. What the fuck are you talking about before? I go wait downstairs. I'll never forget. I'm like watching some Bollywood movie on this, like playing on the TV. My mom comes down there. What's wrong with you? I'm just like, yo, is someone going to tell me what's going on? Like, what's with the sandwich shop? Who is this guy? Are we picking something up from him for somebody from Pakistan? Like, what's going on? Right. Oh, uh, it's a marriage proposal for you. And I'm thinking that we should say yes and you should stay here. And that was it. That was like, it. And I was like, what do you mean stay here? Like, right now? And she was like, yes, now. No. I, I can't even. No. I was in the middle of going to Marymount. I was in, the, I was in high what? school. I was like... Your own mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at her and I was like, yo. <laughs> that's what it's like in the home country, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yo. <laughs> it's, it's, you need to stop playing. Like. But that was the issue. Like, they brought that shit from there here, thinking that it would be okay. But it works, yeah. But we weren't raised like... Yeah. We were living in that country. She was yeah. raised like someone they just wanted to get rid of because she was a stepchild, and that's how she treated me. It was like, she was like, I think you should just say, I think we should say yes, and you should just stay here. Mm. I was like, right now, sophomore year, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I have a school plan in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like, look at how different our priorities are. This motherfucker is making sandwiches. <laughs> what the fuck is it? The she goes. She goes. I but it's gonna be like he owns a sandwich shop. No, he does. He uh, does. That's what she said. She said owns, I was like, who gives a fuck? If he owns a motherfucking deli, what the fuck yeah. does that have to do with anything? He could have played endless lotto. <laughs> Yo, when I tell you that, like, as much as I like stand for my culture, when I tell you that my culture has been so unkind to me. Like, at every step. Like, I'm exactly the kind of square peg that the Desi establishment hates. I'm, like, from A to Z. I'm everything that brown men cannot stand. If you have a... You can't have a strong personality. You can't be an independent woman if you are in a South Asian relationship. No man is going to take that. They're not going to respect it. You cannot be smarter than them. No. You cannot be prettier than them. No. You cannot have more friends than them. They're peacocks. Wow. They're peacocks. You can't have a name. Like, the guy who I dated before, the guy who I just married. Mm -hmm. I dated him for two and a half years. The first guy I brought home, thinking I'm going to marry this man. The minute I raised my voice and made a funny comment on, oh, um, when we get married, it's going to be 50-50. And he said, uh, 60, 40. And I joked and said, I have 60, you have 40. And he's like, no, you have nothing. You will not have a say in any decisions. The dowry. I fucking looked at this man and that was it. I was done. I was like, this is not happening. I mean, listen, I talk about it like it's a joke and we're not naming names, but I've literally been told by a desi guy, like when we get married, you're not leaving the house after 11. There's nothing out there that you need to do after 11 p.m. And I was like, and I'm so into him that I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. You're so cute. And he was like, I'm not laughing and I'm not joking. Right. And you're like, yes, you are. No, exactly. No, no, that's what I said. I was like, well, he's kind of right. There there is nothing. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Red. Listen, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to tell you like this. I was in a bar. I was in a bar with that piece of shit Virgo Desi guy and one of his friends who's a girl. 
the girl was talking about this guy she used to date. And she was telling a story. I used to date this guy. He used to go to strip clubs all the time. So then this one time, I said to him, it's annoying, Redley, that we're making noise with the bottles and the stuff. So just... Let's no, be very sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say it was annoying. I said it would... No, it would, you could it hear would, it. could hear it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, so she had a conversation with him where she said, since you like to go to strip clubs, I should be allowed to strip at a strip club. Makes sense. <laughs> That's just fair. She was just telling us that she had had this conversation with another person who used to be her boyfriend. Don't you know this dude lost his mind? <laughs> what kind of fucking logic is that? What the fuck are you talking about? And we're both like, actually, it's very logical. Like, if you can frequent a place... True. ...and look at something going on, you obviously have no issue with it. Right. You obviously love it. So how come I can't do it? Or do you know it's wrong? And if you know it's wrong, why are why you doing it? But if it's not wrong, why can't I do it? Well, that's all you needed. He started throwing things in the bar. Oh, my God. But it's like what we were saying yesterday. They want the girl at home or the, the, the nice wife. They want wife. the one to have and the then, kids with, and then they want a whore. Yeah. And if you try to mix that in any way, their fucking brain starts to short circuit, <laughs> and then you're like the worst thing in the world. Like, he wasn't even mad at her. He was mad at me. What? Because you supported her rationale. Because I took her argument and actually made it you logical. Made exactly. <laughs> he could fight with her, but he couldn't fight with me. And then he fucking lost his mind. Because it was... Because I was smarter than him. Exactly. And every single conversation exactly. I've ever had with the Daisy guy that's gone left, it's because at some point he said something and I got him. And once you get them, they look at you like, fuck you then, bitch. <laughs> they can't take it. No, they can't. They can't handle you Their having... Their egos are fragile. Um, Like a say in something and be right. Like, they can't rationalize you. No. They no. want it their way. Mm. And they want you to understand thing. their way. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they, like, want you to understand it and then go with it. Regardless yeah. of what you think. Like, and then you question it. Yeah. And We're driving off shit. a cliff. And you shouldn't just be saying yes to driving off the cliff. You should be happy. You should be jumping up and down following my bad decision that you yeah. know is yeah. a bad decision. You should be more enthusiastic than me about the decision that I've decided taken for all of us because he is the only one that knows all the answers but they don't be knowing shit they ask their mom it does they don't be knowing shit they ask their mom for all the answers I feel like that's like a a general men treat I think like where South um, Asian men and perhaps South American men right. are like the worst is because they just always need to in a way be demeaning so it's like fine oh. we can all have like different point of views but yeah. it's always like that extra word to make you feel you dumb right. you know it's like, yeah. How, yeah. You know, like how dumb can you be or like why yeah. would you ask the same question again Yeah, you know and I've yeah. noticed that a lot in Ecuadorian men like women are now starting to be a lot more vocal Yeah, but I even noticed it like in my family like women didn't really like speak up mm, yeah. or didn't yeah. really have much of a say they weren't allowed. It's like it was quiet. just weird, you yeah, know. Right. Like when the men spoke, the men spoke. But now it's like that. That that mentality of the it Asian is changing. culture is the same. I used to have to like really? give my brothers the best piece of meat at dinner. Really? Uh, yeah. Or like my grandmother, she would serve all the men first, and they would have more portions. Yeah. It, it was, it's always yeah. you know I was expected to cook. I remember my brothers like go cook. I'm like excuse me. <laughs> my mother didn't let me. She didn't. She didn't like teach me and Good. treat. She didn't. 
raise me in that way. Yeah. Sometimes she would do it, yeah. but she didn't really raise me in that yeah. way because she was quite uh, different and a kind of rogue. She was kind yes. of rogue as well. Right. <laughs> like yeah. what you so, were saying yeah. about your mom, My mom but still too. quite traditional. Yes. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Right. Same. Like the other day with that comment that was made. Can we, is, talk, can we talk yeah, about the like, comment? It though? was like, so my mom was abused by her husband, was advised to divorce him, took the advice, and then was semi-blacklisted from a certain part of the Indian community. Mm. Okay. She made her own way. We had really good friends, or she had really good friends at the time, guided her, did what she needed to do. And then she decided that she wasn't going to let her daughters grow up in that, which was great, but we still had to be respectful. We mm-hmm. still had to be mindful. Yeah. And we still had to watch what we did. But she was rogue that way because she taught us to have our own life before anyone else's. That was it. So that was good. But there were still things that we yeah. still had to do where I couldn't just be like, hey, I'm going out with this guy because that was that not, was not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Right. But I mean, it was always really obvious to me that your mom was really strict. Yeah. Yeah, she was very strict. But that's because, I don't know if she was strict because she was trying to make sure that it didn't get back to her. You want a pillow? Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that whole cultural thing where, mm-hmm. like, we saw your daughter here. So that's why she was so strict. Because she just didn't want to She was those also thinking about your marriages right, and the future and everything, right? Like, it's, it's uh, you don't marry someone, you marry their entire family. Right. True. Right. True, and if true. you got some fucked up person in the family who heard something fucked up about you one time, right? That's something you have to deal with for fucking ever. ever. Yeah. Every course. time you see that person's face, they're gonna right. be like, "Oh, remember before you guys got married?" I heard, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. And that's what stuff for like small communities, and I guess for like you, you know, growing up too, just because yeah. your mom. In addition to the whole like cultural and being you know tradition stuff, is also that your mom was well known. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like a, a double whammy. Yeah. It's like me, like my parents with the store. It's right. like sometimes my mom would be like, and so-and-so saw you on 34th Street. Oh, and my goodness. And so-and-so saw you on 106th. <laughs> oh, my and, goodness. You know, sometimes you start like dying, like who knows me, who doesn't know me, yeah. because like everything would go back. So, yeah, like, and then you're like, like looking over your shoulder, so, like, constantly yeah. trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I had a coffee once. I had a coffee and a cigarette. That's all I did. I went <laughs> outside of my job after I got kicked out of college. I went when I was a receptionist downtown. And I was standing outside, and Brad came up, and we had a coffee and a cigarette. That's all that happened. By the time I got home, my aunt had been to 34th Street, seen me. Why does everybody's aunt see them on 34th Street? Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody be what down on 34th fuck? Street. It's with 34th Street. Well, it's that's the, that's the where <laughs> Jesus Christ. So she had gone downtown. She had seen me. She had gone back uptown. She had gone to their house and told them. Umber is dating some white guy, and I saw them making out like animals on oh, the wow. street, and I heard she's pregnant. Oh, my. Yo, a cigarette and Lord. coffee turned into you fucked in my heart. Oh, my God. The state my parents were in. How did they not kill you if they wanted to blame <laughs> I left that night. How that was the last you? time I lived. I was I just turned eighteen. Oh my I was eighteen. God, you're so young. Yeah, I had to. That was it. And then the next day, I saw the guy that I had the coffee and the cigarette with. And he was like, "Yo, what's up? I had so much fun yesterday." And I was like, "Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it right there. Don't forget the Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> no, I told him. I was like, yeah, I had to leave my home. I had to run away from home last night. And he was like, that's so funny. I did the same at 18. But <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, uh, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I had such a great time last night. And I've been here for almost a year. And New York sucks. And last night it was like the best time I've had in such a long, such a long time. You want to get married? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yeah. Sure. I got nowhere to go. You're like, I, <laughs> you're like, I almost married a guy who was making sandwiches. You yeah, smoking? yeah, exactly. <laughs> First time a car model. You want to take me to Paris? Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Subway, Better than the DC Subway sa- croissant. Sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Subway croissant, French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Slice of pizza. Yo, and that dude, up. the most horrific part of the DC story is that dude was like a cool 40 years old. Oh, wow. That's he so looked nasty. like an uncle. <laughs> he was an uncle. He had a sandwich shop. It takes a while to get a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he was an uncle. That's that's the day I that's realized that my mother hated me. <laughs> I was like, oh, you hate me. But they seriously, you they really were. you really hate me. Were. You want me gone? You would give me to anybody at this no, point. No, but if like, you could get if, away with if it. you had a daughter, come on. In our culture, if you had a daughter, the thing you had to do was get her married off as off quickly here. as get possible. Get rid of her. Because wow. the cost of having a daughter. Yeah. Meanwhile, the sons do all the fucked up shit. They right. dishonor you. They steal your money. They get whores Word. pregnant. Seriously. They do everything Seriously. fucked up. And like then your broke ass daughter that you didn't give anything to uh, hold your hand while you're dying. <laughs> Seriously. And it happens generation after generation. They still pretend like it's not happening. Like when I called my mom out on it, even today, I was like, it's just about priorities. You could have prioritized my dental health over a lot of other things. You let these, like, fuckhead boys of yours do X, Y, and Z, and I'm over here with, like, a legitimate (laughs) issue that you could have... And she was like, well, I don't think I've ever treated you any different than them. I was like, you know what? I'm not having this fucking bullshit conversation with you. If we're if we're gonna lie about <laughs> shit, like what's the point of me talking to you? You've never treated me different. I think Are you that's what gets you the most with her is that she just doesn't acknowledge it. It doesn't exist it's to like, her. She goes in circles. Yeah, you know? yeah like, she's just like, what are you talking about? Her script. Yeah. No, you know what she said to me finally. <laughs> this weird. was like the piece. There is whatever. Just the yes. <laughs> she goes, and also please try and remember that I'm over seventy. And so my memory fails me from time to time. Good one. And I really do think that's why I didn't remember. I was like, no, mom. Good one. She tried. But it's really bad that you tried. She tried. Like, it's really low that you tried that one. But no, mom. No. I was like, you remember fucking everything. You remember all the shit you want to remember. You just didn't remember that I had dental issues for like 20 years. You just conveniently forgot that one. The cycle of abuse. Yeah. Like, that's that, even that conversation is abusive. That's what I was going to tell you, yeah. (laughs) On every level. On every level. It's offensive. It's hurtful. It's mean. It's sad. That's why I'm telling you, like, I've told Carolina before when she's like, we've talked about stuff that I'm like, yo, the people who do these things to you are so lucky because you're such a nice person. When you're raised by a genuinely mean person, you have the capability to really be mean to people because you've been exposed to like this mm-hmm. poison yeah you know if you've never tasted that poison you don't know how to spit it out at anybody 
But if you've had it fucking shoved down your throat at every opportunity, it's right under the surface. Like, you scratch the surface and mm-hmm. it's right there. It's like the defense mechanism to end all... And that's abuse. Because then you lock yourself yeah, yeah. into an abusive situation. The only person that you're going to get who's going to interact with that sort of personality is another person who's suffering from the exact same thing. So you have two people with extremely thin skin and really bad tempers who are now trying to, like, cohabit and mate. Mm-hmm. And not kill each other. You know, like... The, it sounds so crazy, but getting my teeth done was the only way out of that cycle. Because that's what I had to guard against. Yeah, That's yeah. what that armor was used for. And you did on your own. That's what the dentist said. And it's, it must be so liberating. Like, I always talk about it. One of the things that I love the most about you is, like, the freedom that you have. Or at least, like, through my eyes, the way that I see you live your life. You know, like, you just, you're living you. It's so funny because you've been saying that to me since we were in ninth grade. <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah. that's something it's, I envy. It's and, also yeah. interesting that you say that because, you know, it's just recently that you feel like you are actually doing you. Because you remember you said, I don't allow myself to get a handbag. I don't allow myself yeah. to, you know, no. fix my teeth. I don't. Yeah. I didn't allow myself. So it was kind of like this journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. for years, like, actually. How do you... <laughs> How do you know that you're allowed to do something if you've never been yeah. shown? It yeah. took me a long time. <laughs> you know, when I went to Geneva and I was like just like blown away by everyone having these like really chic handbags, like it started off as the most normal conversation in the world. Like, Bradley, where'd you get your bag? Superficial thing. You know? Yeah. And then we ended up like really talking about something really, really important. Because like it yeah. just came out. Like she just pulled it out of me. Like, I don't feel like even though I was making very good money I just didn't feel like I was allowed to get like an expensive bag like you're not supposed to do that that's wasteful yeah I was that's, just like what are you talking about you know about? and Bradley was like oh no <laughs> we go shopping I, I was like come with me let's go check bags out she was like this is Geneva <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> take you to Beaujolais let's go <laughs> yeah exactly she was like come come I was like, oh my God, it's so liberating. Just do it. Just splurge. Do it. Yeah, I remember the first time I did it, I was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Life changing, bro. You know, you know it changed your life. You did it for yourself. Exactly. It wasn't with your own. It for you, but with your own. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the most powerful thing. And you know what's so there. fucked up? That trip is when my growth, like, thing, like, that journey started. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we ended up going to Jamaica, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But that trip, the one time in my life I've done this, I left my fucking cell phone in the rental car on the seat and for the whole time I was in Geneva I didn't have a phone yeah and you couldn't contact me I couldn't take a photo I couldn't post nothing and it was so fucked up because that piece of shit Virgo was trying to worm his way back into my life and had been hitting me up over and over and over again and I went for New Year's so you know he was gonna hit me up over New Year's and my phone was in Denmark sitting on the seat of in a car oh my god mm-hmm. and for like fate. the first time fate. since we broke yeah. up and, like, the toxic shit started after the breakup. For the first time, I had a break of, like, six days yeah, yeah. of not speaking to him, of not having him in my ear. And that's when we had that. Like, because mm-hmm. that wouldn't have happened if I had had my phone. True. Because the second yeah. I got there, when she I got back been... and looked at my messages, the second he 
timed it out that I got in there, he had started blowing my shit up. Wow. He was really, yeah. like, nervous about me being in Geneva. He was like, oh, there's all these, like, NGOs there, and there's all these, like, <laughs> people you're going to like, and there's all these organizations. And I was like, are you trying to say guys with money? Like, Just bro. say guys with money. It's, like, it's Christmas and New Year's. Nobody's around. Like, I mean, good out. Lord. Everybody's, like, like, traveling from the UN. They're, they're going back to their home country. Well, that's Nobody's the thing. Here. You don't know nothing. You know, Something. just like vague <laughs> ideas of things, right? Totally. But like, how That's would I have ever had that like breakthrough? That's true. How you would said we it have too. had that time? Yeah, yeah. Because he would have been blowing up my shit the whole time and like arguing with me, making me sad, mm, making me cry. Oh, the whole yeah, fucking yeah. cycle of abuse. Yeah, true. Toxic. It's just so toxic. It's a vicious, toxic cycle. And sometimes you ask yourself, like, why do I put up with this shit? Like, what's wrong? Because with we were me? groomed as children, is what I'm trying to say. Because we were groomed as children, yeah. maybe through neglect, maybe through anxiety, maybe through, you know, being moved around. A lot of kids get it from different things. You, you, you never yeah, know. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get beat. You just, maybe some people just get ignored. True. Like, the only thing that really happened to me, nobody hit me, nothing. They just would forget about me. Yo, they would lock the door and take the keys and forget that I didn't come home from school. You know what? who I named my son after? I named my son after the guy who sits downstairs yes. in the lobby of my parents' building because every time they would forget the keys and leave me downstairs, I would hang out with him and he would give me philosophy books to read. That's why I named my son after him. That's how often they forgot about me. Like, so there's, like, different kinds yeah. of abuse. Yeah. So is it any wonder now that I can sustain being in love with someone who basically doesn't know I exist? No, not at all. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I've been groomed for. Yeah, because that's... The what, cycle of yes, motherfucking abuse. <laughs> that's what love. That's what love is to you. You know what I'm saying? Not after these teeth. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. Bring it, bring it. Carolina said, "New teeth, new dick." I was like, <laughs> 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 "New teeth, new teeth, hey, you blow job." Hey, Go ahead. Job. I can't. Go ahead. <laughs> like really, <laughs> you know, it makes so you like true. really look at everything, yeah. like the fucking cycle of abuse is real. It is, and the different types of abuse. So. Now that I'm going to talk about my personal stuff right this moment, but the one that I was really shocked that I was under that I would have never thought would happen to me is actual financial abuse. Ooh. Fuck. And that's, you know what? That's that your worst nightmare. 100% like what's my situation. Like, it, it, But the thing is, is, like, I guess when it was happening, I guess I didn't want to see it. Or, like, you believe that it's not happening. Of course, you never want to see it. I didn't want to see it either. Everything is in savings. Define for those of us who don't know exactly what financial abuse is. So, financial abuse basically means if you're in a partnership, whether you're married or you live with someone and you have. Well, it could be with parents (laughs) too. You're right. Absolutely right. right. From my perspective, anyone that you're living with or sharing expenses with, per se, um, it becomes abusive when the person constantly takes from you and takes from your pot versus contributing to that pot. Every month your heartbeat breaks because you don't know if a check is going to clear or not going to clear. This money's missing. Where was this money? It's, wow. it's like horrible to live wow. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It is horrible. Psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's because you're, you know, sometimes so it goes bad, sometimes it goes, you know, it, it, but, it, but it's like you don't really, I guess to kind of go back to that point, right? I identified or have always identified abuse in the form of verbal and physical because right, that's right. what I know. Right. I never knew that it could be financial abuse. Mm. I never knew that it could be emotional abuse. Mm, I never yeah. knew emotional in the sense that I'm going to go kill myself because you don't want to be in yeah, this marriage, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. All these things that I, I'm starting to understand now, but it's, again, cycle of abuse, but it depends yeah. like what you define as abuse and that's mostly yeah. led by what you 
grew up, mm-hmm. what you witnessed, what your environment was. What keeps coming up over Correct. and over again in different faces. Correct. So I may be a victim or a prisoner of my own faults for certain things because I can say, for example, God forbid a man puts his hands on me, I'll fucking kill him, it's over. That, right. that, yeah. that I will turn you got number that, right? in like two seconds. Yeah, right. like, exactly. No doubt. Yeah. But yeah. in other instances, I'm looking at forms of abuse and I'm yeah. like, why have I tolerated a lot of yeah, it? Yeah, you end up compromising in yourself in ways that you never thought. Right. Yeah, and then this whole like financial thing, and I'm like, oh my god, I would have never thought it. But if you think about it, probably there's millions of men and women that kind of go through that thing too. Mm. Sounds like you it. know, where it's like you want to get out, but you can't. You have to support this when you got like for sure. You and know, and, and then your money just and keeps men like, use bleeding. children. They hold your children hostage to keep you in the relationship, in the marriage, in the yeah, yeah. It's terrible. They know how much we want to keep our families together. Yeah. But you honestly, know. after a certain point, and I've been thinking about that a lot, like, I feel kid need, kids in general need happy parents. Right. Right? So the ultimate yeah. goal is for kids to be happy. Yeah. Just because you're not getting along in your marital relationship or in your relationship, it doesn't mean that you cannot co-parent. Problem is, is when you're immature, right? the, the kids become pawn. And right. everything exactly. becomes like, you know? It's a chess game. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, you reach a point where you're like, you know? fine that's what he wanted to be immature do it yeah but another cycle of abuse is that yeah, using absolutely. the kids as porn absolutely um, taking your personal property per se trying to take your cell phone like right. all these little things that you would really never Control. really consider abuse yeah. because you're not being called an asshole or all these horrible names or being punched it's not alexander right. scars guard pushing you <laughs> up against someone. Mm. Yo, when he punched her in the stomach, I felt away. I was like, why'd you have to do that? <laughs> you always have to go too far, Perry. Wasn't enough to just rape her on the sofa. You gotta go too far. You gotta punch her right in the stomach. That last bit. Fuck, man. <laughs> Can't you be like a manageable psycho? You gotta be like all the way psycho? No, because he wants to make sure she's always sad. Like miserable. That's what was going on with me. That I was, for a very long time, in a situation that was subtly terrifying. There was no obvious abuse of any kind whatsoever. But every time I was in a good mood, all of a sudden something Mm. was up. Yeah. Something was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and over and over again to the point where I was like, I'm getting out of this. I can't do this for one more day. Like, that's it. And it's taken me, I think, probably until this moment to realize that that's what I grew up with. Mm. So that's the only thing I've been gravitating towards my whole life. Because it's the only thing I know. Yeah. If you try to come at me with a normal relationship, or like just be like, you know, a lot of guys, God bless them, they'll be like, you know, I really like you. And I'm like, okay. You know? Unless you're like half crazed and fucked up and like showing up in the middle of the night, you just don't get my attention because you're not toxic. Yeah. Because you're not toxic. If you're hella toxic and like literally are saying, like, I don't want to be here, I don't know why I'm here. I'm like, you're like, please let me show you. Oh my God, you love me. Oh my God, you love me more than anybody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is so fucking toxic. But you know what? At least I've always been very honest about my toxicity. I've never pretended. But you know what? It's not just your toxicity. I think it's also with society. If you really think back, they normally say like when you're little, oh, a little boy hits you. Oh, he hits you because he likes you. No, exactly. He hits you because he likes you. And in South Asian culture, the men always hit the women. 
So yeah. it's just almost kind of always weird yes. because I'm like, you know, it's like even like when you're a child, you're already like kind of like saying it's okay because he knows you. That is he showing so the way. But up. I never really thought about it that way. But think about you're it. Right. In the playground, that's what you hear. Oh, if he probably did it is because he likes you. If a little boy hits you, it's because he likes you. If a little he girl like put your hair. Yeah, I said that to my niece today. We were walking down Times Square, and this one guy, they're, they're like selling CDs or, or giving away things, and he like hits her on the arm with the thing, and she's like, hey. And he's like, and I said, yeah, he likes you. That's what I said. I mean, I was joking, but yeah. I was making fun of that whole. Right. And the I'm whole just thing. like, and for somebody to do that to you in the street, for me, is the most abusive thing. Like, right. if I do not want anyone touching me as I'm walking. Right. I don't you're- know you. Do not even get close to me yeah your personal <laughs> space you so get, yeah. it's abusive you know so <laughs> so um so it's funny i <laughs> said that today to my niece she was like yeah but he shouldn't be touching me i'm like of course but that's not. good but, that's the, but yeah. the, her mentality no for sure is different oh yeah that right? was like, like that too. i feel like this new generation of kids like they're more aware Yes, what oh like my god we i i feel like our generation is like in that fucked, fucked up stage up. because oh we're still trying to be culturally appropriate, appropriate yeah. yes but we're trying to still make ourselves who we want to be okay but all you're describing is kink that's japanese culture what you're describing kids now have actually very healthy sex lives but they're very tame even though they have access to all kinds of porn and all kinds of stuff. Right. They're having less sex. They're not interested in getting married. Right. Or they're interested in getting married really young and having lots of kids. Mm-hmm. It's very traditional. We are the generations that are super fucking kinky. Mm-hmm. Because kink right. comes from tradition imposing mm. on sexuality. And right. somewhere in there, those two meet and they push against each other. And we create this like very interesting like sexual culture. Millennial sexual culture is honestly very boring. There's not right. a lot yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. Right. We're the ones who've like... got the housewives with the fifty shades yeah. of this and that you know, right. these yeah. bitches are going nuts for this stuff. Right. And they're all in their forties, late thirties, early forties, like you know, because we were the ones who weren't allowed to be sexual and yet were supposed to be traditionally married and settled. Right. And we weren't taught how to be sexual or well, how that to was be the touched. dirtiest thing yeah. in the world. Like you were straight up a whore, even if you liked boys at all, even if you talked to them, yeah, you were yeah. a slut. That's it, point blank. There was no like exception except mm-hmm. if you were related to them. Oh my god, the the things that I let men or guys when I was a teenager get away with because I just didn't know. Right. I used they used to like touch me. I would be in the club, they would just touch my ass and I'd stand there and I'd be like, I hate this. But I would stand there anyway. Really? Yeah. You were probably scared. I was super scared. And then, like, one at one point, like, when I turned 17, I was like, this is not right. This is not right. And I said, I'm not letting this happen anymore. And I just decided. Oh so God. then at that point, I was like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. But for a long time, I would just, like, let guys touch me. I wouldn't say anything. I was quiet. And it was just a cycle of abuse again. Cycle. Yeah. Like, I was just, just going to say that. <laughs> just I allowed that. I can't even believe I did that. Yeah. And it's shocking to me. A lot of kids, um, <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, I allowed that in the fifth grade. You see? <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Because I knew that it was, like, either one of the boys that we went to school with. You know, like, when you would drink water, they would try to go behind Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for yeah. some reason, to you, like, I almost felt like I didn't even want people to know that that happened. Yeah, you know? yeah, So, yeah. like, I pretended, and I wouldn't even really say anything. And then I went to, after sixth grade, seventh grade, came back. I forget. I think it was one of them. 
have to remember not to say names, came up behind me, and I went, bam! Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, fuck that shit. I think like, I remember my hand you hit was somebody. in this person's face, and it feels so great. Like, don't ever <laughs> fucking touch me, ever. Yeah, you came back a little narco yeah, when yeah. you came back from Ecuador. That's you, true, that's you true. You were very aggressive it's when you got back. So I true. remember, it was me a too. different Carolina. Me too. Carolina pre-Ecuador was like, hi, uh, hello. Yeah. Bye. That's so what, true. When you, you did came change. back, you were a little fucking so Escobar-ish. Escobar. <laughs> very you, true. She was. Now, I she was, feel like over there, everybody had, was like really, really structured and very like, you know, no manners and like yeah. boys respect girls and like there's none of that thing. Yeah. And also, I came back like to the craziness of New York. I was so overwhelmed and it just felt like, like to your point, like don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. It's not acceptable. Because yeah. my mother never taught me. She said, nobody should be touching you. No, yeah. not even. She just, that wasn't even a conversation. It yeah. was just, you're not going to be with boys. You're not going to. And that was yeah. it. Yeah, that, that was, was my it. conversation. So if you were in that situation, which I was behind your back. Yeah, then it was your fault. Or even yeah, not even behind your back. Sometimes I would just be somewhere and somebody touched me and I'm like, uh. oh. My God. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I didn't have that, like, yeah. you know, the fight back. Fight back yeah. You know? yeah. and, and I think in my adult life, I do the same, but it's not a physical thing. Right. It's a psychological yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. And so I've been with men that have been doing that to Bullying me psychologically yes, yes. psychologically and, then, and it's the equivalent of standing there and not exactly. saying exactly and yeah. i've just like recently like last five years like mm-hmm. okay enough <laughs> right you know yeah i'm over that too there's no reason okay it's crazy <laughs> I, it still I mean the parties i used to go to in the bronx and like these oh fucking hood God. parties i would be dancing with them like or like when you go to like that's why sometimes like i never like dancing to, to reggae a oh, lot of girls and, have that association of getting groped yes, in some yes. place. I got and now yes. they don't like reggae anymore. This, so yeah. much. I had a. <laughs> we went to the place that we do Thursday nights. Every first Thursday was like Indian night at this club back in college. And guys would come up and you literally feel them. Yeah. Of how can you not feel them? <laughs> and then them? you're just like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Like, get, like. <laughs> get off me. Ew. Yeah, listen. Yes. I like, you guys are all on that side. Of, and I'm glad that I'm looking at you like this because, like, that's like a whole different world that I know nothing about. Guys have never approached me. You had that body buffer zone thing never on. <laughs> guys never approach me they never try to talk to me i could sit at a bar by myself no guy's gonna come over and say hello can i buy you a drink i could stand by myself in a club no guy's gonna come over and be like i want to dance with you never so why it's is never that happened. explain i have no idea i don't let's try and figure never it out. <laughs> and every single person who hasn't been out with me is like i don't believe you and then after like a- an hour of being out with me they're like oh my god really <laughs> nobody's checking for you and i'm like i know not a single person. Not a single person. But what happens sometimes is, like, one person will walk in who's, like, super dope. And they'll, like, come and stand mm-hmm. by me and be That's like, you want to smoke a joint? That's why, because your body's automatically selective. It's like these guys are like, she's untouchable. And only, like, the qualified. I, fe- I feel like I'm just giving off this vibe of, like, please don't even try. Mm-hmm. You're like your own umbilical cord. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, testing I- all the bad out. <laughs> only the good comes in. <laughs> Well, I, I get that off now. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that same guy that that touched my niece today, I walked down that same street and saw him earlier. And I made sure I was like, all oh, these motherfuckers. It's Times Square. It's a lot of people. I was like, just don't. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, just yeah. walking yeah. down the yeah. street. Yeah. And he, they know. They knew. They were like, no. It's a vibe. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. When I was younger, I really didn't like having the vibe. And every girl that I would go out with to Indian parties, as soon as we got to the party, they would find a guy. 
and all night they would like dance with that guy and I would just be like by myself or with like the the girl who would come along just to dance and has a boyfriend already or whatever and it would just be like me and her because like especially brown guys like not never never and it used to give me like a complex when I was younger because I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, I think I'm pretty okay looking. You know, like no, I might not see. Trust me. <laughs> you know, it was just like it was so much deeper than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like in Jamaica, everyone hits on you, no matter where you go, everyone hits on you, right? The night before we had went, I was wearing like a cute little top mm-hmm. or whatever. The night I drank the shroom thing too much, a lot of people were like, "Hey, hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey!" The next night, I was wearing Versace from head to toe. Never been anywhere in Jamaica where the guys were not trying to grab you, not trying to talk to you. Not a single guy hit on me that night. Not one. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to dance with me. They didn't try to talk to me. Yeah, I remember. At yeah. the jungle? How is that possible? All oh, they do we is... We were gra- dressed better than all of them. That's what, No, it was, it's the intimidation <laughs> factor, yeah. I think, is what it is. But when I was a kid, I didn't understand it. I just felt, like, completely unwanted. Like, what the fuck? Like, hit on me, too. I'm standing right here. And sometimes I'd be like... Because you, <laughs> you, know, like, you were not I, giving off that vulnerable vibe. I don't even know what that is. the guys, they can smell. It's like, you know. Yeah. The little bunny. Smell. Yeah. The little bunny. Because <laughs> my niece next to me, she like a little, she's yeah. super small frame. Uh-huh. She's got her long ass weave. Yeah. She looks like. Let me get my beeper. You know this bitch wanted a fucking Fanta too. She didn't want a fucking Pepsi. Exactly. A Fanta. All right, guys. That was the third episode of the Reed Clinic. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We will definitely be back. We'll be potting live on June twenty first. There are still some tickets. Actually, we made fifty more tickets available. I think it's down by now, but you can check it out on Insta in the link in my bio. Um. Other than that, I love you. You know this. Bye for me. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Au revoir bientôt. We will talk to you soon. Besitos. Ciao.